الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن آياته أن خلقكم من تراب ثم إذا أنتم بشر تنتشرون ومن آياته أن خلق لكم من أنفسكم أزواجا لتسكنوا إليها وجعل بينكم وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة إن في ذلك لآيات لقوم يتفكرون صدق الله العظيم موسس فتح العلماء الكرام Brothers and elders, in these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif and several ayat that follow thereafter, Allah Ta'ala opens out the signs of His Qudrat, the signs by means of which the servant and slave of Allah Ta'ala may recognize his Rabb, recognize his creator and nourisha. The entire Qur'an Sharif, repeatedly, this is something that we are being called towards, to ponder over the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Many, many places, these are the, we are called towards pondering over various aspects, some way pondering about our physical self. Don't you ponder over how Allah Ta'ala created you, what faculties Allah Ta'ala has placed in you, and this miracle that is insan, how Allah Ta'ala manifested him. Have you ever pondered? This pondering, this is a very great ibadat. Many places in the ayat that we just recited, here also in the second ayat Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ That who will take benefit from these signs? Who are the people who will progress by means of witnessing this and come closer to the recognition of Allah Ta'ala? So these are the people who يَتَفَكَّرُونَ They ponder. This is the statement of Hassan Basri Rahmatullah He said, Tafakkuru sa'atin khayrum min qiyami laylatin. It's not a hadith sharif, it's the statement of Hassan Basri Rahmatullah He says, Tafakkuru sa'atin khayrum min qiyami laylatin. That pondering for a short while, pondering about what? Pondering about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. Pondering upon the creation of Allah Ta'ala in a way that brings a person towards the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. Pondering over that which will make a person conscious of Allah Ta'ala. All these muraqabas that we discuss, this part of this, it also falls within the same ambit. The kind of tafakkur. Unfortunately, our mind ponders generally only in dunya. Let alone at other times, even because at other times it's only occupied in pondering dunya. When it comes to our ibadat also, it comes in the midst of our salah as well. But that mind is still running only in dunya. And this is what was discussed very briefly on perhaps the first night. That we have to start engaging ourselves physically and in heart and mind towards focusing, in focusing towards Allah Ta'ala. The month of Ramadan comes, other times come, auspicious occasions come. We get physically involved, Alhamdulillah, that too is a very great bounty from Allah Ta'ala. We be, get physically involved in ibadat, we perform salah, nafil salah, we might wake up for tahajjud, we might make tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, make zikr, dua, Alhamdulillah, summa Alhamdulillah. All this is very great. But, if the heart and mind doesn't change in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, then these things will be short-lived. And once that auspicious time is passed, 
The month of Ramadan has gone. Or that 15th night of Shaban came and it's over now. Then a person feels, well, whatever had been done for the past, I already now covered up in this one night, and I already did something in advance for the future too. So now, the rest of time, till the next auspicious occasion, I can carry on as I wish. So, while engaging ourselves physically is extremely important, that has to happen, but together with that, this mental application, applying our hearts and minds, and one of these issues is this tafakkur, this pondering. Sufyan Sawri, very great faqih, muhaddith, contemporary of Imam Abu Hanifa, said about him, that he would sometimes just be contemplating, sitting in a way that is just contemplating. People would pass by, they would think this person has something happened to him, he's gone insane. He's sitting so long here, just like that, in that manner. One colleague of his, or associate of his, he says one day, at night, I was in the masjid with him, so he told me that bring the, the jug of water for wudu, the mithara. So in any case, he said, I brought it and gave it to him. So he took it in one hand, but then he put his other hand just under his cheek and he sat down. So he says, well, I, it was night, I went to sleep. Then closer to the time of Fajr, when I woke up, I woke up and I found him exactly in the position that I had left him at night. So I came to him and told him, do you realize it's almost Fajr time now? So he came out of that condition he was in. And he said, from the time that you gave me this jug of water in my hand, till now, I was pondering in the akhirat. From that moment till now, I was contemplating the akhirat. Contemplating the akhirat, this is that muraqaba of moth and muraqaba of akhirat. That whole night went in that. What is going to be my condition in the qabr? How will I fare at the time when the angels come to question me? What will be my condition when the angel, when I'm asked the questions on the day of Qiyamah? لا يزال قدم عبد يوم القيامة حتى يسأل عن أربعين. A person will not move from the spot he is standing on on the day of Qiyamah until he is asked four questions. According to some riwayat five, but it all comes back to the same aspects. And the things that are mentioned are his life. He'll be asked about his life, how he spent his life, and from that life. Specifically his youth. How did he spend his youth? The energies and the vigor and the strength that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with in that part of life. How was it used? And his wealth from where he earned it and how he spent it. It's not that only how he earned it, but even how he spent it, that too is something that will be accountable. Because this is also an amanat from Allah Ta'ala. And his knowledge, how much he acted according to that knowledge. So these four questions will be asked to every person and he will not move from the spot that he is standing on. Now contemplating on that. How will I fare on that moment? When I am asked these questions, what answers do I have? Have I prepared for that time? What about the rest of it? This is as a, perhaps just as a parable, that one person was a very, very poor person. He had nothing, he was down and out. So the king was ill and he was very worried what's going to go on when I pass away. So he said, who is ready to come with me in the grave for one night? When I buried the person who comes for one night, then... For him is whatever he apportioned half the kingdom or something. One night he must spend in the grave with me. So this person thought I got nothing to lose. As it is I'm down and out. So if something happens to me too well, there's nothing for me to live for. So he volunteered. He said very well, I'm ready. So in any case, when the king was buried, they put him in the grave also. Tomorrow morning he will take you out. So now, this is perhaps explained as a parable. That the angels came, they said, there's two people in this grave. 
Okay, one is sleeping, the other one is sitting. Let's start off with the one that's sitting. So they asked him, what do you have? He says, what do I have? Nothing. All I have is one axe. That was my only asset in life. A woodcutter, chop a little bit of wood, sell that and carry on for the, li- for the day. Whatever he would sell, that little bit he would earn, buy something for the day and carry on. That's, that's his life. So the only thing I earned was this axe. He says, very well, you earned the axe. So let's start off. The axe has two parts to it. One is the blade. The other is the handle. So let's leave the blade aside first. Let's just start off with the handle. Where did you acquire this handle? You chopped it from some tree. Whose tree was it? Did you take permission of the owner? And then, if you took permission of the owner, then come to the blade. By the time those questions finished off only on that axe, it was already morning. When they opened him out, he said, please keep the kingdom also. I don't want to have, I couldn't finish off with answering for this one ex of mine. Where am I going to finish off with this whole kingdom? So, this is perhaps just was a, a parable, an example for Ibrahim. But these are things to think about, to ponder on. Allah Ta'ala has repeatedly brought our attention to things of Akhirat. In the Quran Sharif, Nabi Islam has spelled out to us, how to sit and think about it. How am I going to fear on the day of Qiyamah? Then all these things Allah Ta'ala repeatedly in the Qur'an Sharif mentions. That all are, these are the signs of Allah Ta'ala. But who will take the benefit of these signs? The person who looks at this with the niyat of i'tibar. Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an, somebody asked his wife once, that what was his <coughs> greatest ibadat? Now this was the question they posed to her. What was his greatest ibadat? Answer she gave, At-Tafakkuru wal-I'tibar. Now, obviously a great Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he definitely was doing all the amal. He was definitely performing many rakats of tahajjud also. He would have been somebody that was exerting himself in many things. But when asked, his wife was asked about what was his greatest ibadat, her answer was that this tafakkur and i'tibar, pondering and taking a lesson, taking ibrad. Now a person who sees the signs of Allah Ta'ala with that intention to take ibrad and to recognize the creator, we get so fascinated with the creation only and fail to go beyond that. This is unfortunately the situation of the scientists who don't have Iman, that they go into the depths of things to say how this is working, how this body is functioning, and where this happened from. But the tragedy of the whole thing is that the last line of their efforts is to Na'uzubillah prove that all this happened on its own. That all this is so fascinating, it's so mind-boggling, it is beyond human comprehension that how all this is fitting into one another and how this whole system works. But then after all this, these signs which are so glaring that this is the creation of a maker. This is the manifestation of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. But after all that, the effort is to prove that Billah, there is no maker. Now, this is the tragedy of this kufr. So, this is the greatest ibadat, this tafakkur and i'tibar regarding which Abu Dardar Dina's wife mentioned that this is his greatest ibadat. Otherwise, in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَكَأَيِّمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ عَنْهَا مُعْرِضُونَ That how many signs are there in the skies, in the heavens and on the earth? They pass by it. They constantly are Passing by it, they are seeing these things. But وَهُمْ anha مُعْرِضُونَ They just ignore it. Like, what happened? What does this mean? Nothing. So in any case, this is the lesson that we need to take, to be pondering from time to time over these things and taking lesson from it and recognizing our Rabb. To the extent of manifest, there will be submission. To the extent that a person has recognized Allah Ta'ala, recognized Allah Ta'ala's greatness, Allah Ta'ala's majesty and power, to that extent he will submit to Allah Ta'ala.
to the extent that the greatness of Allah Ta'ala is in his heart, to that extent he will hasten towards the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart, when the Mu'azzin calls out, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala salah, to that extent he will be at the ready to move and answer that call. So all this comes down to the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. So in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ There are several ayat which all deal with various aspects of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. In this first ayat of these five, six ayat here, Allah Ta'ala says that it's among his signs. If a person ponders on this, this too will take him to the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ Allah Ta'ala created you from sand, from dust. Created us from dust because all insan came from Adam Alayhi Salaam. Adam Alayhi Salaam was created from sand. There were four elements that this insan is made up of. Sand, water, fire and air. But this aspect of sand is the most dominant one. So this clay is what he was made from. Now, if you take fire, that too has some movement in it. Water also runs. Air also is moving. And sand, this is the one that just seems like lifeless. It's just sitting down. There's no movement in it also. Allah Ta'ala says, from this we created insan. But in this is a very big lesson for this insan. That is created from the sand which lies low, Insan should always keep himself humble also. Shaitan, Shaitan got deceived by this aspect that he was created from fire and fire rises up. This fire seems to be much higher than the sand. So this is what deceived him. That, well, if this fire rises, then this must be better. So I am better. But whereas this was his deception. But in any case, the lesson for Insan is that خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ Insan has been created from this turab, And this is down on the ground. So he should also humble himself. He should not try to elevate himself. He should be a humble servant of Allah Ta'ala at all times. And ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ Somebody, just see what's the disturbance, where is the disturbance coming from? Then suddenly Allah Ta'ala created this insan and suddenly this entire human race is all spread over the earth. Just to think about this, from first one human being, Allah Ta'ala created from sand and then Allah Ta'ala created Hawa from Adam and from these two human beings, then eventually this entire human race, these billions of people throughout the earth, just to ponder over this, and to recognize the sign. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning this in the Quran Sharif for us to ponder over it. And say, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابِ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ Can a person fathom this? It's beyond imagination. That this entire human race, Allah Ta'ala brought about. Then further Allah Ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا Also among the signs of Allah Ta'ala. Again, this is also all the signs. These are signs that are meant for a person to ponder over it and for him to then come to the recognition of Allah Ta'ala. What is the sign? خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا Allah Ta'ala created from your species for you spouses. And then Allah Ta'ala says لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا Allah Ta'ala created spouses لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا so that you may gain this tranquility from them. Now this is the objective of nikah. That all these things put together, whatever we might think about all the various things, 
but it all sums up that the object that a person enters into nikah for is the sukoon. So if everything else is in place, but if the sukoon is missing, then that objective has been lost. If all the comforts and luxuries are there, and the wealth is there, and all the fancy things are in place, and whatever else is there, but if the sukoon is missing, then the objective has been lost. So Allah Ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala created these spouses لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا And in order to bring about that sukoon, Allah Ta'ala created وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا Allah Ta'ala created between the spouses affection and mercy. And then Allah Ta'ala says إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ That in this are many signs, not one. Are many signs يتفكرون, for those who ponder. Now, as we discussed earlier, perhaps after Zuhr, that deen is not confined to the masjid. Our salah in the masjid is essential. Our five times salah is farz. And salah in the masjid with jama'ah for males is wajib. So there is no compromise on that. But deen doesn't finish off at the door of the masjid. Deen continues outside the masjid also. It goes along with the person about how he's going to conduct himself in the marketplace now. In his business, in his profession, in his job, in his occupation. And then the deen will accompany him at home too. The deen will accompany him, he has to take deen along. He cannot leave deen behind in the masjid. That well now I perform my salah. Previously, perhaps it still happens in many places, that they used to have these caps, these fair kind of caps in the masjid. Somebody forgot his topi or something, then he used to put that cap on. Then after salah, he takes it and just pushes back there, he's gone. So this is now for the masjid. So as if now with that cap too, he leaves his whole deen behind. That well, I came in the masjid, I put deen on my head. But now that I'm done now, so well, you stay here, wait for me now. Next time when I come back, I'll see you again. No, deen is forever with the mu'min. He takes it along, his deen is with him in the masjid, in his business, in his job, in his home, out on the street, and whether he is in his hometown or he is in China. He doesn't think I am in a foreign place now, nobody knows me here. So well, I can carry on and do what I want now. And then when I am about to land back at home, then I will adopt my different identity. Now, another identity. So... Now that I'm in a foreign place, I can just carry on do what I want. No, his deen is with him wherever he is. So likewise in this situation, Allah Ta'ala is saying to us, that look, this is the purpose of the creation, that Allah Ta'ala has created spouses for you, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا So that you may acquire this sukoon, this itminan, this rahat, this comfort of the heart. And in order to acquire that, one of the things Allah Ta'ala out of His Qudrat has created, just as this is something which is a natural thing, for example, between parent and child, that a parent will sacrifice his life for the child. Now where did that come from? The mother will sacrifice a whole night to take care of the child. The child is ill or not is crying, not falling asleep, so she'll sacrifice her sleep for the child. She's, what makes her do it? It's this natural love Allah Ta'ala has placed in the heart. So just as Allah Ta'ala has created this natural bond between parent and child, between child and parent, likewise, when a person enters into nikah, and with the barakat of this sacred bond of nikah, 
Allah Ta'ala now creates that kind of affinity and that kind of bond which is natural in other relationships. Allah Ta'ala creates it now between two strangers. Between two people who are strangers to each other, Allah Ta'ala creates it, provided that this is part of the sacred bond of nikah. If it is in haram, it will just be a life of animals. There can never be any sukoon and itminan in that. In haram, it will be like animals fulfilling their need for that moment and then living just a life of animals only. So Allah Ta'ala made this conducive. Allah Ta'ala created the means within them to acquire the sukoon and itminan. But there are certain, in everything there are certain procedures. A person has all the tools of the trade, but he uses it wrongly. So he will mess the job up. So Allah Ta'ala provided all the means. A person has all the means, but he burns it up, puts it in the fire. He says, well, it all, I can't do anything now. Well, you burnt it. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala made everything conducive for the acquisition of that sukoon. But there are certain procedures. There are certain essentials. That will have to be in place also. And that is what this entire branch of deen known as Mu'asharat. This deals with this entire aspect of life. The social life which governs all types of relationships. Whether it is between parent and child. Whether it is between extended family members. Whether it is between two strangers in society. And very much between spouses. Because the interaction on that level is perhaps more than most other levels. So this entire branch of deen known as Mu'asharat, that will have to accompany, Allah Ta'ala made everything conducive. A person has been provided the food, everything is fine, he's healthy, he's not having any stomach problem, the food is well prepared, presented very nicely, but then he'll have to eat also. He'll have to take his hand, pick up that morsel and put it in his mouth. He'll have to chew it. He'll have to swallow it. Then it'll go down into his stomach and it'll nourish him. But now everything was presented on the plate for him. And now he's just wishing somehow it must just reach the bottom of his stomach. He doesn't want to pick it up. He doesn't want to put it into his mouth. He doesn't want to chew it. He doesn't want to swallow it. But it must reach his stomach and nourish him. Statement in Persian where a person says these are just wish, this is just wishful thinking and it's kind of insanity that you don't want to do the necessary things and you still want to get the nourishment. You'll have to put it in your mouth, you'll have to chew it, you'll have to swallow it, then it will go down and it will nourish you. So Allah Ta'ala provided everything, it's ready. But the effort of bringing this mu'asharat, this will have to be made. This life will now become a means of sukoon, provided that these rules of mu'asharat and this guidance of the Quran and Sunnah of how to live life with people around us, if that is upheld. Now that is a vast topic on its own. But the essence of this, of all these rules, the essence of this is that if a person, this whole branch of deen known as Mu'asharat. The one point of the whole thing is that all the things that have been taught regarding Mu'asharat sum down to one aspect and that is a person conducts himself in such a way and is conscious to try and do this in such a way that he doesn't give any inconvenience to anybody else. By his words, by his actions, by his inaction, lack of action, sometimes a person can cause more difficulty by lack of action. One person, there was some issue between some husband and wife and uh, forever something that he was uh, saying some hurtful things, saying some things that were very mean. 
So this complaint came once, twice, he was told, please, this is not the right thing to do. We should be conscious of this. Talk to others as you would like to be spoken to. Otherwise, what you do today to somebody, tomorrow somebody is going to do to you. So, address somebody in a manner that you like to be addressed. Always turn the tables and ponder in that manner. If I was on the other side, then what I would have wanted. So, in any case, this person was advised so many times, and after some time, again, the complaint came. The person says, but Mawla, I can take qasam. I didn't say one thing. So then what's the problem? So then finally after further investigation, I say, well that's the problem. For the past 15 days he hasn't said one thing. So now, he took it on another note, that he mustn't say anything, so he didn't say anything. Well, he mustn't say anything that he is going to be hurtful. So he said, no, well okay, fine. I didn't say one thing, I can take a qasam. And he would have been true in his qasam also. But that was the whole problem. So this aspect of muasharat, there's a whole branch of deen. And unfortunately, this is something not regarded as deen generally. That a person conducting himself in a way that he doesn't give somebody taklir, he doesn't regard it as ibadat. To consciously restrain himself, hold himself from doing something that will harm the next person. That will cause inconvenience for the next person. A person is about to park his car. Now one is to park it in such a way that it's going to inconvenience the next person. So he takes care to now park it properly in a way that is not going to inconvenience somebody else. So that extra care he took, it took him maybe another half a minute more. He might probably have to go back and forth a little bit to park it in a way that will give the next car sufficient space without having to have a problem to get into the car, etc. So he did that, alhamdulillah, but did he realize or did he think and did he ponder over it that this too is ibadat, when done with that niyat, when done with that consciousness that this is the right of my fellow Muslim and this is the command of Allah Ta'ala that I should not be giving any difficulty and inconvenience to the next person. The person decided tasbih, he knows he's making ibadat and alhamdulillah that is ibadat. He made tilawat of the Quran Sharif he feels that he made some ibadat and it is obviously very great ibadat. But a person consciously with the niyat of not giving taklif to anybody because this is the demands of deen. This is the lesson of muasharat that the Quran Sharif has given us which Nabi Islam has taught us. person doesn't think that this is ibadat. And because he doesn't consider it ibadat, if he doesn't do it, he doesn't think anything about it. And if he gives somebody taklif, then he thinks nothing about it. Whereas just as not giving taklif is ibadat, giving taklif to somebody is sinful. If a person made ghibat, he understands he's committed a haram. He's spoken something vulgar, he understands he's committed haram. But he gave somebody undue taklif, he feels nothing about it. Why? Because this aspect of ba'asharat is not even regarded as deen in our minds. Whereas this is also a very important branch of deen. So this is just one aspect of this, that this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, that it ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwajal litaskunu ilayha wa ja'ala baynakum mawaddatan wa rahma. This whole branch of mu'asharat, and together with it comes along the aspect of, aspect of akhlaq. That with that mu'asharat, adopting those rules, Improving his character, conducting himself with good akhlaq. Good akhlaq has two elements to it. One is that he treats others in a very good manner. He conducts himself in a very positive way with others. And part of akhlaq, because insan are insan, we are also humans, we also falter and err from time to time despite our best efforts. And likewise, others are also insan. So the other part of akhlaq is, and that is where all the aspects of akhlaq come forth. The aspect of sabr, the aspect of shilm and tolerance, the aspect of afu and over, overlooking, of forgiveness, and all the various qualities of this nature. That to tolerate somebody else's inconvenience, 
One is we don't inconvenience anybody. Somebody else's inconvenience is his matter with Allah Ta'ala. To learn to tolerate it. Now that comes to its peak within that framework of that nikah. A person who has learned this essential, that he'll acquire that sukoon when both parties have committed themselves to this. Obviously both need to play their part. When both parties have committed themselves to this, then that which Allah Ta'ala has promised that this is what this purpose of this nikah is, that the taskunu ilayha, that the sukoon and this peace and this tranquility will be achieved, this will become a reality. Because now he is eating that food, it will nourish him. But he had to make the effort to eat it. So all these aspects of deen, these are all parts of this deen Allah Ta'ala has given us. Inna deena inna Allah in Islam, this Islam has all these aspects in it. Just as salah is part of Islam, and fasting is part of Islam, and hajj is part of Islam, and zakat is part of Islam, likewise this mu'asharat is part of the same deen. The mu'amalat and monetary dealings are part of the same deen. The akhlaq is part of the same deen. When a person will adopt this akhlaq, then there will be that sukoon. And without that akhlaq, then obviously if what is meant to be done is not done, the opposite will happen. If that akhlaq is not adopted, then the opposite will happen. Just to finish off on maybe a little lighter note, but which highlights this importance of this akhlaq. This one person, perhaps we discussed this sometime previously, alam, one person went into a coma. So they thought he passed away because they couldn't find any sign of life in him. In any case, the ghusl was given, kafan, etc. Eventually now, the sons came in, everybody is crying, his widow is crying there. And then they took that janazah and they were walking it. As they were walking it, there was one tree in the way, with one low-lying branch, which they didn't, realize, didn't see. So as they were walking the janazah, they thought it was the janazah, he was in a coma. This, it hit that branch box hit the branch and in the jolt he came out of the coma now when he came out of the coma so he set up whatever maybe they got shocked initially or not but in any case eventually they realized this person wasn't dead so they brought him back everything fine everybody was crying they wiped the tears and very happy outwardly well really some time later this person finally passed away now when he passed away again the ghusl, again, the janazah is lying there. Now the sons came again to take the janazah. So as they are about to pick the janazah out, so his wife is there crying. Then she calls one son close to her ears. Then she says, look, this time you are walking, please watch out for the tree. Because <laughs> just now he will come back. <laughs> so through all those tears, we are all crocodile tears, but it was tears of happiness. That this person finally, alhamdulillah, is gone. Why? Because of the kind of akhlaq. <coughs> so this sukoon that we are aspiring for, Allah Ta'ala says that this is among his signs. But when will this become apparent? When we ponder over it, we apply what is meant to be applied, and we do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to do. We adopt the way of Rasulullah wasallam, his pure and mubarak way of life, then this dunya also will become a sample of Jannat. Despite whatever goes on in dunya, every person has his own challenges, somebody in one form, somebody in another form. Despite all those challenges, the heart will be to Allah Ta'ala. Is one incident of a very great personality, very great alim, many centuries back, and he was imprisoned. Unjustly, he was imprisoned. He was imprisoned in a fort in Damascus. But his taluk with Allah Ta'ala was so strong that when he was imprisoned, so prison is prison in this fort, despite the difficulties of that prison life, those who were with him, they say that he used to actually be elated. That I have now, though this is not something to do voluntarily, go lock oneself up somewhere, but now I have been secluded from everything, I can just focus towards Allah Ta'ala alone. And when he was taken into that fort, 
spontaneously the ayat of the Quran Sharif came onto his tongue. This is actually on the day of Qiyamah that the Mu'mineen, they will be saved, they will be from the inside, it will seem, it will be only good for them. On the outside it will seem like this is some difficulty. So he recited that ayat spontaneously. That I am inside. Batinuhu fihi rahma. Inside here is only mercy of Allah Ta'ala for me. Though this outward form of it is difficulty. And from outside people are thinking I am suffering here. Now physically he was also in some kind of suffering. But because of his heart being connected to Allah Ta'ala. He was actually enjoying that suffering because that now gave him the opportunity to be secluded with Allah Ta'ala. So this is the crux of everything that when a person will adopt the commands of Allah Ta'ala he will connect himself to Allah Ta'ala adopt the way of Rasulullah Wasallam. then despite the challenges of dunya despite whatever goes on but his life will still become a sample of Jannah. He will also have pain, he will also have grief, he will also have whatever other insans have. But his heart will have something else. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala connect us to him, grant us that nisbat. Allah ta'ala enable us to recognize all these signs and recognize Allah ta'ala and gain his ma'rifat. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا 
محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل يا رب صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا اللهم متعنا باسماعنا وابصارنا وقواتنا ما احييتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثارنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا اكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يخافك فينا ولا يرحمنا اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد اذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الوهاب ربنا انك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه ان الله لا يخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله ومس مرسف المس غريشس مس كايند مس لافينج الله اله العالمين يا الله الله is only your grace and your mercy ya allah ya allah you brought us into your house ya allah you enable us to perform the tarawih salah ya allah you enable us to fast ya allah Ya Allah, you enable us to make a'tikaf, Ya Allah. These are all your bounties and all your ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, through all these bounties and ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we, Ya Allah, we are in need of you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we need your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, indeed, we are your most sinful servants, Ya Allah. We acknowledge all the wrongs we have done, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, we are begging you for your mercy, Ya Allah. We are begging you for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu al-alami, make us your true and obedient and loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every disobedience, Ya Allah. Save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. 
Ya Allah, fill our hearts with all the good, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the ibadat that was done, Ya Allah, you accept it out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever mistakes we made, Ya Allah, forgive it, Ya Allah. Whatever time was wasted, forgive us, Ya Allah. Enable us to use the rest of the time correctly, Ya Allah. Save us from wasting one moment, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if you are pleased, everything we have, Ya Allah. If you are displeased, Ya Allah, there is nothing we have, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Grant us that connection with you, Ya Allah. Grant us that nisbat with you, Ya Allah. Grant us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the nisbat of your true friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, include us among your true friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you created us, Ya Allah. You are sustaining us, Ya Allah. Every moment we are eating your ni'mat, Ya Allah. We are enjoying your bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, where can we go anywhere else, Ya Allah? We have only you, Ya Allah. We have only one door, Ya Allah. There is no place else we can go to, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we will only stick to this one door, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we will only knock at this one door, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever it is, you are ours, Ya Allah. Whatever it is, we are your servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Certainly you will open your door for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, open your door of rahmat for us, Ya Allah. Open your door of makhfirat for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Open your door of Islam and tazkiyah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your fazal and rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have declared, وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَبَدًا Ilahul Alameen, through the grace of your rahmat and fazal, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are begging you, Ya Allah. Make our complete Islam and tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us your sincere servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all the evils from our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us those kind of servants of yours who you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the tawfiq of making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make zikr and dua daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nafs and shaitan are using all the devices to trap us in every kind of filth, Ya Allah. You want to destroy us, Ya Allah. You want to destroy our deen, Ya Allah. You want to destroy our dunya also, Ya Allah. You want to destroy our families, Ya Allah. You want to destroy our work and businesses, Ya Allah. All these are the schemes and plots of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with your protection only can we be saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of this filth in our hearts, Ya Allah. And just as we hate filth, Ya Allah, just as we have the disgust for excreta, Ya Allah, put that kind of hatred in our hearts for sin, Ya Allah. Put that kind of hatred in our hearts for all the haram on the devices, Ya Allah. Put that kind of hatred in our hearts for all the filth that is floating around, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of ibadat, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of salah, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of tilawat, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of zikr and dua, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of khidmat of deen, Ya Allah. Allah, use us for the khidmat of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, accept us in our progeny till qiyamat, Ya Allah. For the khidmat of your mubarak deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. You change our hearts, Ya Allah. Change our hearts, Ya Allah. Change our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, change the hearts of malice into the hearts of love, Ya Allah. Allah, change the hearts of, Ya Allah, show and, Ya Allah, insincerity to the hearts of sincerity, Ya Allah. Allah, change the hearts of, Ya Allah, all kinds of evil to the hearts of all kinds of good, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, change the hearts of, Ya Allah, the love of dunya to the hearts of the muhabbat of you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, change the hearts of the love of the ways of the West into the hearts that love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the hearts that love his Mubarak way of life and the hearts that love his sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. All those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, financial difficulties, worries, sorrow, grief, Ilahul Alameen, remove all the difficulties with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah grant each one barkat in the risk, Ya Allah. 
Allah grant each one sukoon and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah grant itminan to each one, Ya Allah. Allah fill the hearts with peace, Ya Allah. Allah unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Allah unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, make that complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Raise the stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. And at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on Imani Kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, make our covered gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the snakes of the qabr, Ya Allah. Save us from the scorpions of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, keep us steadfast at the time of the questioning of the qabr, Ya Allah. Enable us to answer the questions of the qabr correctly, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, give us the bedding of Jannah in our qabr, Ya Allah. Open the window of Jannah in our qabr, Ya Allah. Extend our qabr for us, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Give us the shafaat and grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah grant us the Mubarak water of Kawsar to his Mubarak head, Ya Allah. Ya Allah make him happy with us on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from the azab of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah we cannot bear the heat of the sun out, Ya Allah. Ya Allah where we can bear the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah you protect us, Ya Allah. You save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah grant the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them barakat in their risk, Ya Allah. Grant them complete shifa from all their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, to fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Bless each one with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah. Bless each one with your dispat, Ya Allah. Allah. Make each one your wali kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make each one your special servant, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirah to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we are also seeking refuge, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه جمعين